Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with LeBron and the Lakers. Minute management out the window as the King and KD turn back the clock. Meanwhile, it is game time in Milwaukee. A performance you have to see to believe. The Bucks put the 76ers and the rest of the East on notice. Plus, it was must-win for Josh Allen and the Bills as the Bucks played a wild one in Buffalo. It's a Thursday night game that had a little bit of everything. Welcome into Get Up. That's right. Okay, Dan. Okay, Dan. LeBron James. Dan Graziano in for Greeny. Look at all these people we got here. I got Mike Tannenbaum and Brooke Pryor to talk football. I got Bart Scott to talk about whatever's in his head today. I got Jay Williams here to talk about the NBA. And Alan Hahn is on the way. Nobody told him we had traffic in New York. We start in the NBA with our matchup of the night. It's the Lakers hosting the Suns. First matchup between Kevin Durant and LeBron James since Christmas Day 2018. Ooh, look at this. Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, they're not going to play for the Suns. It's been a long season already. About halfway through the second, Lakers down by two. Good Lakers ball movement. It's going to lead to a wide-open three by Anthony Davis, Jay. And, and you love this, Dan. You love the fact that AD in the first possession of the game was aggressive, attacking the rim, and also knocking down a three. That's what he didn't do in game one of the season. See LeBron throwing it down there on the Lakers' next possession. Under five minutes to go in the second quarter. Now Suns down by two. Durant inbounds the ball. Gets it back, pulls up, nails that mid-range, mid-range jumper. At 15 in the first half. 35 seconds left in the third. Now Suns up by eight. Durant's going to pull up and hit this off-balance jumper in traffic. You know what you love about KD? He gets to his spots whenever he wants. He's never rushed. He takes his time. He's poised. He always shoots over the top. Yeah. The ability of being a seven-footer. Unbelievable player, still sizzling at this point in his career. Early in the fourth, Suns up by two. Durant's going to get the ball. He's going to bury the three. Mm. That puts the Suns up by five. Little over four minutes to go in the fourth now. Lakers down by three. Davis gets the pass, turns and gets it to go, plus the foul. AD with a big game, 30 points, 12 rebounds. That would tie it at 87 after the free throw. Then still tied at 87. LeBron's going to split the defense here and lay it up and in. LeBron looking spry. About a minute 30 left. Suns down two. Durant on the break. He's going to get this layup to go. And, and one. Yeah. Lay me. All right. He would miss the free throw, though. Game still tied. we basketball. Don't give me that look out. Is that what you say in basketball? Yeah. By the way, Durant passed Akeem Olajuwon on the NBA's all-time scoring list. Moved into 12th place uh, in this one. Here's LeBron driving and legging in. Lakers up by two. Then 41 seconds left. Same score. Mm. Lakers win. Here's LeBron talking about playing KD. We don't have me matchups left um not sure how many we have left but so you don't ever want to take you know take it for granted when you're out there with, with such a, a great player one of the, you know the best that ever played this game so you know, it's always a, it's always a treat and um it's fun lakers let a uh, trail excuse me by 12 points entering the fourth quarter last night matched their third largest comeback entering the fourth with lebron james he became the second player to play an entire fourth quarter in his 21st season or later, uh, joining, of course, as anyone would guess, Vince Carter, uh, who's the answer to all those questions mm. about playing that late into your career. As I mentioned, Alan Hahn joins us. 
Thanks for coming. What's up, Alan? Show starts at 8 today. The anyway. hair looks a little dry this morning. A little bit of traffic. Thanks for noticing that and also for pointing that out to everybody. I'll, yeah, I'll did, get not that, me. I'll get that taken care of. I mean, who could have imagined traffic on the LIE, honestly? Uh, or anywhere else seriously. in New York, right? We, we fi we're fixing things all the time. Nothing ever actually gets fixed. But hey, Jay, what was your single biggest takeaway from the Lakers' win last night? That the Lakers needed LeBron James to play every minute in the fourth quarter for them to beat a team without Devin Booker and without Bradley Beal playing. Like, just think about that for a second. It's a great win because it's a matchup between KD and LeBron James. But please let me add another caveat, Alan Hahn. So, last night, Suns players other than Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter were one of nine from the field. That's not good. One of nine from the field. So, when KD has 39 points and I'm watching LeBron James, AD carrying the torch throughout the course of the game, LeBron James needing to close the game in the fourth. Don't say that. Just put that into context of where the Lakers are in the overall scheme of the Western Conference. They're a good team. They're not a great team. That's who they are. You still feel like they need a boost. And I know it's game two of the season, but that first line I just said, without Devin Booker and without Bradley Beal, LeBron James had to play every minute in the fourth to get this win. Yeah, and, and they're going to need him to do that. This whole idea of him playing 29 minutes a night, I guess you don't want to win because the only way you're going to win is if he plays more than 29 minutes in a night. When they play against mid-teams, when they play against mid-centers, when they play against, then you'll get Anthony Davis, and he'll be able to give you what he can once in a while. But oh. you talk about him carrying the torch. There's no torch. There's no carrying. It's not. We've got to stop asking him or expecting him to do it. He's not that guy. So LeBron is still the guy. He's the one that's going to have to do it. And at his at this point in his career, we all know because we saw it last year in the playoffs, the battery drained and he could never recharge. And that th same thing's going to happen this year, which is why the fate of the Lakers is already in front of us. They're going to be a good team, but they're not a great team. Yes. And that's not on LeBron. That is on Anthony Davis, and it's on the rest of the roster, which is, again, very competitive, but that's, that's it. And I'll tell you what, what he said there, what we heard him say with Kevin Durant about how we don't have a lot of these matchups next – you know that the whole league's saying, no, we don't want this because what's next after this? These are Titans that we get to see. We actually don't get to see them battle a lot against each other. It's the first time they face each other in regular season in a long time. We don't get to see these guys. But after them, who yeah. is it? So, no, please don't go away yet, LeBron. They're not going anywhere. We can't anywhere. expect them to be. They're not going anywhere. Team. But LeBron James right now, at this stage of his career for the Lakers, he's Mariano Rivera. Like, that's who he is. You're calling him, you're calling him to close and games to out down the step. Yep. And the difference between AD and a guy like Jokic, and this is the issue with the Lakers. You know, when you look at Jokic and Jamal Murray, you have multiple facilitators. You have people that can read the floor, make plays, make the game easier for other people. AD is great defensively, and he's a scorer, but he doesn't make other people better as a facilitator, and they lack that. So it puts more pressure on LeBron James to create things yes. in the fourth quarter, which makes them more one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. feels like we're having the, the same kind of conversation about the Lakers we were having at the end of last season. Absolutely. Uh, but I'll tell you what is new. You want to know something that is new in the NBA? Damian Lillard is our debut of the night uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. How about this? Making his debut for the Bucks against the 76ers early in the first. Bucks down by weird. two. Hey, that looks weird. It, it, it looks weird and green, doesn't he? I mean, the zero is still the zero. But it, it, it just works, though. It doesn't matter if it's Pacific Standard Time or Central mm -hmm. Standard Time. It's always Dame time. <laughs> sure what? Look at that three plus the foul. He would complete that four-point play. Later in the second, now Bucks up by eight. Awesome. Lillard's going to hit this short shot over Embiid. He was getting that all night. By the, by the way, like, good luck to Will Embiid or anybody guarding any PNR action with Dame move. This team? Yeah. Good luck. Mm -hmm.
Fourth quarter now, 76ers only down five. Here's Kelly Oubre. He's going to drive and hit this acrobatic shot, get fouled. Oubre does. Got a kick out of it. And I say he does that a lot, too, a little bit of the posing. But I thought the Sixers battled, scrappy, played well. This was a really good Nick Nurse debut. Yeah, well, I think they have high expectations with Nurse. But higher expectations with Milwaukee with Lillard. Here we go. Get off me. Giannis coast to coast. Lay him. That put the Bucks up by three. Under three minutes left now, they're up by six. Here's Lillard again. He's going to drive and lay it in. And one. And one. He would hit that free throw. Bucks up by nine. Next, Sixers possession. Same score. Here's Embiid kicking it out to Maxi for the long three. I hate I, this I, I, man. I, I, James Harden not being there. This is going to be an explosive yeah. type of year for Tyrese Maxi. We Mark are going to talk some more eight. about James Harden later in the show. That's Embiid from mid-range. He had 24. Maxi had 31. Next, uh, Bucks possession. Here's. Oh, that's tough. What that's are you going to do about this? That's Hold on to win 118-117. Lillard had 39 points. Giannis had 23 and 13. Here's what they had to say about it. Playing with vets and, you know, guys that see the game and, and recognize things that I would recognize and me not having to be the one responsible for it uh, was the, the first thing I noticed, you know, right away. Like, man, it's, this is going to help me be stronger for complete games, you know, instead of maybe wearing down sometimes because I can kind of – I don't want to say relax, but I don't have to be so out front all the time. Kind of scary, no? I mean, is that? I mean, are they obviously the team to beat in the East? Okay, my biggest takeaway from this game: in one game, in one game, Giannis and Dame are more compatible and have less redundancy than the seven-year career of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Oh my yeah. goodness! No, no, that more compatible and less redundancy. That's in the seven-year career of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they play off each other extremely well. The pieces work. Actually, you know what? You don't have to build a wall against Giannis anymore because he's not bringing the ball up the court. Now it's Dame. Now you have Giannis who's going to get another seven or eight points on the wing who can just put his head down and attack. You have Brooke Lopez who's trailing. It opens up the offense way more. And by the way, these two are going to have a lot of field goal attempts. They should. They work well together. And by the way, we'll work on their defense. There are things that they need to get better at. But still, what you saw on the court last night, it fits like Jokic and Murray. It fits like LeBron and AD. It works, Allen. It, it, I like the Jokic-Murray comparison a lot better because it's the inside-outside kind of attack, right? And that's something that, for Giannis, he doesn't have to be the closer. Chris yeah. Middleton doesn't have to be the closer. Chris Middleton, Middleton can that just be Chris Middleton, which – I mean, we've kind of tried to make him more than he, he used is. He's 50 40 90. He's a good, yeah. good player, but I mean, you know, we're, you're looking at a guy now with Dame Lillard that, as he said, he can, like, during games, take, not take off, but you know what I mean? Like, all right, Giannis has got this for a while, and he's never really had that in Portland. And also, what I loved was, although they started together, they staggered them. I thought Adrian Griffin did a great job early on letting Dame Lillard get out on the floor by himself without Giannis so that, all right, I, let me make this comfortable where I can dominate the ball and not feel like, all right, this is, this is actually Giannis's house. I got to defer to him. Didn't do any of that. And he was getting this one play, I think we're showing it right there. Every single time they called that screen, he got into the paint, got to the free throw line 17 times, drawing fouls, and then he saved it for later in the game when they needed to close it. Giannis has his closer, and Dame Lillard has his second star who can dominate games so he doesn't have to for 48 minutes. Well, I don't know if I'm going to call GA a second star. 
Well, no, no, no. You know what I mean by a second. I mean <laughs> I, another, I, I, another, another, okay, another, another difference in second. I mean, I'm star. sorry. There are yeah. levels of stars. Well, no, I I'm just. It, it, it's similar. Jay, it's two stars. He's never had two. We oh, love C.J. McCollum, okay, but they're on the but same CJ level. C.J. was never a star. They're on the same level. I think Giannis is the most dominant yes. player in the so game. So another basket, star. Right? So this is a like a co-star. Agree, co-star. It's like a skinny. This guy's on me about Graham. No, no, I just want to make sure because I know, sat in New York sometimes traffic. The internet on me take, about Graham. Sometimes the internet will take second star to like a lot of I just want to clarify. That's all. He's a skinny Shaq. So if you have a skinny Shaq <laughs> with a guard who has a, a Kobe-like mentality to dominate you, this is why I trust Milwaukee more than Boston. It's I like, do, too. You, you look at leadership. There's sometimes you need leaders. And, Alan, we've had situations where you reach across the aisle and say, yo, get your head out of your ass. Yep. It's time yep. for us to go. Yep. Play now. And that's my biggest question around Boston. Like, who are their best players also going to be their best leaders? We will have more time on that and a lot more time to talk about the biggest question surrounding the 76ers, which we didn't even get to uh, in that later in the show. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little football. We had some wild swings in Buffalo Thursday night. Anybody get, get that? Hair gel, too. Please. Alan's going to put some too stuff dry. in his hair. It's a must-win game. Did Josh five. Allen silence the doubters? Plus, with the trade deadline looming, Jerry said Dallas could be dealing. He said they also might not. We'll give you the one trade that could change everything for Dak and the Cowboys as Get Up rolls on. Allen goes and takes, gets a breath. Why not? I hear it's better about it. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Get Up is brought to you by Jameson. Widen the circle. 
taste responsibly. Thursday night football last night, kicking off week eight. Game of the night, Bills hosting the Bucks in Buffalo, New York. There they go, running out. The crowd's excited. Josh Allen is fired up. Early second quarter, Bills lead 3-0. Second and 12 at the Tampa Bay 13. Allen's going to just, he's just going to take it himself, Bart. No? Your eyes on your luggage. All right, then. Under eight minutes left in the second quarter. Bills lead 10-3. First and 10 at the Buffalo 25. Deflection. Antoine Winfield deflected it. William Golston with the interception. Four straight games. That's right. Chris Canty with an interception for Allen. Tied for the longest streak of his career. Bucks are going to cash this in with a three-yard touchdown pass. Baker Mayfield to Chris Godwin. That tied the game at 10 apiece. Next, Bills possession third and 12 at the Tampa Bay 22. Allen to the rookie, Dalton Kincaid. He's going to take it in for his first career touchdown. Next, sorry, third quarter. Now same score. Bills second and goal at the Tampa Bay four. I promise. Allen <laughs> looking for Gabe Davis in the back of the end zone. Boy, he has some time to find him. How does he get that wide open, though? There is literally nobody around Gabe Davis on that one. Still almost threw it through the back wall there. <laughs> Late fourth quarter, same score. Bucks have a fourth and eight at the Buffalo 39. Mayfield, he's going to get sacked by Jordan Phillips. But, guys, Jordan Phillips made a mistake here. He used the face mask. Come on, Jordan. He looks like, like, like Tiny Zeus Lester, no holes bar. That is against the rules, and it keeps the drive alive for the Bucks. So just under three minutes to go. Bucks have a fourth and ten at the Buffalo 24. Mayfield, it banked, it banked off of Christian Benford and into Mike Evans' hands. What an interesting, interesting break for Mike Evans. Uh, got the touchdown. Bucks are going to go for two, and they figured that worked once. Let's, let's try it again. See if we can doink it off of one guy into another guy's hands. Why not? There it is. And that's why they say it's better to be lucky than good, Graz. Better to be lucky than good. Not a break. It was a plan. That, that put the Bucks down six. They get one more chance. This is four close. seconds left. Look at this hail mary. I don't understand how Chris somebody Godwin. gets so open on a Hail Mary. <laughs> Cover Chris Godwin. He's Just wide open on a Hail Mary. See it in uh, time. Wide open. <laughs> Bills hold on to win 24 to 18. Oh boy. Josh Allen 31 for 40 with 324 yards, a couple touchdowns, interception. Also, I also hurt his shoulder uh, in the game, stayed in and finished it. So something uh, worth watching. So Chris Canty yep. joining us uh, from his, his radio show. Are you buying Josh Allen and the Bills as AFC contenders after this? Hell no. They're pretenders. Like I'm not buying those guys. Wow. I mean, listen, even though they had a two-touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, they left the door open for the Tampa Bay Bucks to get back in it. That game should not have come down to a Hail Mary, which Tampa should have executed successfully, might I add. Baker Mayfield had all day to throw it up there, and Chris Godwin, because two Bills defenders fell down, was wide open in the end zone. He just didn't look up to track the ball. There was every opportunity for the Bucks to win that game, and the only reason they had set opportunities is because the Bills left the door open. When you look at the five plays, the handful of plays that could be the difference in the game, you go to the fourth and goal early on in that game. Why aren't we going with the brotherly shove or the tush push? You used it on the next drive to sustain that drive. If you'll use the QB sneak in the field, why won't you use it on fourth and one at the goal line? Makes no sense. The second quarter pick from Josh Allen, I mean, we might as well put that on a loop because it seems like every week we're looking at plays that Josh Allen makes that turns into turnovers for the other team that leads directly to points. That shouldn't happen. The third and two in the fourth quarter when you got an opportunity to ice it, you didn't. You handed the ball to Latavius Murray in a situation where you probably would be better 
better served with a quarterback design run. And it's not like you didn't have any of those. You used the QB draw on the first drive you had. So why not use your 6'5", 250-pound quarterback mm -hmm. as a guy in a design quarterback run where you have the numbers in the run game and it's advantageous for you. And then, of course, the face mask by Jordan Phillips that extends the drive and allows Tampa to pull within one score. Those are the things that happen that just shouldn't happen, and I don't understand why we continue to see it. It's Josh Allen, it's the coaching staff, Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey, and that's why I can't have the belief in this team as a contender. At least they won, right? They had a tough loss to the Patriots four days earlier. They had a tough win against the Giants the week before. Something about them doesn't look right, though, right, Brooke? Something about them, I think, on defense doesn't look right to me is the biggest issue that they couldn't get off the hmm. field making those penalties they couldn't get off the field allowed the Bucks back in it late in the game I watched the first half though and I felt a lot better about the Bucks offense or about the Bills offense not so much the Bucks offense but to me <laughs> I I look at the Bills I like what they were doing no huddle I like seeing Josh Allen run obviously he has still got to get better at getting out of bounds or sliding but at this point in his career are we really going to expect to see him come out and do something better but I I don't think that they silenced the critics, but they didn't get louder to me, although this was, I don't know if this was preaching or an attorney arguing his case, but either way, I, I might be a little less convinced than I was an hour ago. There were five specific plays. Like, I, he, wanted, he wanted you to know. Like, he, he was not, Bart, what'd you think of Buffalo last night? I tell you what, he said it with, Chris said it with his chest, man, and um, to echo yeah. what he was saying, I don't think they are true contenders. I think when you lose Milano, you lose Davis White, it changes the way in which they want to play. They can't play man-to-man -man coverage. You have to play zone. I think we overstate the fact that Leslie Frazier isn't there because they had a certain type of chemistry, a certain type of style of play. And when you look at it, what they have coming, you know, in the near future, Cincinnati, they have the Jets again, Philly, KC, Dallas, Chargers. Those are all games that they can lose. They're a wounded duck, and I think everybody knows it. And I think they're going to struggle to get to the finish line. And I don't know if Josh Allen, with the style of play and him continuing to play recklessly, and them using him as the primary runner at times is going to last the entire season. Sean McDermott has seen this movie before. We talk about, oh, he came close, only second to Cam Newton. Well, Cam Newton was like a supernova. It was beautiful while it lasted, but it didn't last well. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the battle of attrition, every time you get guys coming here that think they're Superman, you heard Richardson, a rookie, saying he's an alien. Well, they guess what? They got Ghostbusters out here in the NFL. <laughs> he's going to learn that he better start protecting himself because guys are going to start dumping him on his head no matter how soft the league is. It ain't that soft. Ghost Busters was ghost. Aliens was men in black. Okay, I, Independence just, Day, I, I, damn I'm it. Just, I'm just saying. Mike T, he did, Alan did get hurt in this game. Like, what, He stayed in, but yeah, not concerned? Yeah, that is a big concern. Of all the things we talked about, I think they could solve their offense from a, a standpoint of Gabe Davis. Much better last night. Dalton Kincaid's first touchdown. But that AC joint, have a lot of experience with that. There were some times in the game, guys, where he wasn't even high-fiving his teammates. And after the adrenaline wears off and probably some other medicine, I'm sure today he's really sore. And if I'm a Bills fan today, that's my biggest concern is the health of that AC joint on his throwing shoulder. The whole league, no, we're going to sauce that up. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make sure we're we, we going to armbar that one. We're we going right. to cross-face chicken wing them on. But, you know, there is one thing I want to point out with the Buffalo Bills offense. As Brooke mentioned, it was more up-tempo. Josh Allen had the fastest average snap to throw time of any game he's ever mm -hmm. played with in his NFL career. It's clear to me that Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, is trying to eliminate the post-snap thinking for Josh. Up-tempo offense, standardizes the defense, gives you more vanilla looks. You're doing more pre-snap thinking than post-snap thinking. Hit your back foot, get the ball out on time. They are acknowledging that the turnovers from Josh continues to be a problem. They're trying to eliminate the thinking post-snap from Josh Allen. The one thing I will say about this Buffalo Bills team, though, 
is that this is a team right now that's behind the Miami Dolphins in the standings. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's 1-3 and three on the road as opposed to 4-0 and oh at home. I don't count the London game. That's a road game. So it's a situation right now for the Buffalo Bills that if this team can't find a way to close the gap on Miami and win the division, then we got to see whether or not we trust them to go on the road as a wild card team in the AFC. But I don't know how you could say that based on what they showed. And the window was we closed got, for them. We got more coming on this. I got to get it to break. This has been fun, but I got to get it to break. Buffalo's got a week and a half off till they play at Cincinnati, so we'll see what they got there. We come back. We got some big Dallas decisions to talk about. Does Jerry Jones need to get Dak or his defense? Some help before next week's trade deadline. You will find out next on Get Up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on Get Up, our next stop is Los Angeles, where Anthony Davis bounced back. After being held scoreless in the second half of the Lakers season opener, he had 19 points and 7 rebounds after halftime in Thursday's comeback win over the Suns. After the game, here was LeBron speaking directly to Alan Hahn. We don't give a shit about criticism about AD. We don't care. Nothing bothers us. Nothing. We don't, AD doesn't care. I don't know if guys have figured that out. AD does not care. He's not on social media, so he doesn't see none of the crap. He rarely talks, unless it's us. So we don't we don't give a shit about it, and he definitely doesn't. Just go out and do his job, and we're happy to have AD. All of that said, it wasn't uh, it wasn't AD that closed the game for the Lakers. You, Jay Williams, said LeBron was Mariano Rivera, the closer for them. Tell us what you meant by that. Well, the, the big issue for the Phoenix Suns is not having DeAndre Ayton anymore. Mm-hmm. You have Nurkic, who's going to be involved in a ton of PNR action, pick and roll action, right? I know so down the stretch, well, just in case there are people at home who don't know what PNR <laughs> means, okay? Um, down the stretch, you saw LeBron James, who is a savant at this game, attack that matchup each and every time. Nurkic has very slow feet. And most of the time, Nurkic was standing up defensively towards the end of the shot clock. So if you're LeBron James, you can turn the corner, you can settle for a shot, but he just found the right plays to make down the stretch, and Phoenix had no answer for him defensively. Can, can they count on 38-year-old LeBron James to play like that every night? They have to. I mean, that's no choice. what it's going to be. But can they? Like, will it work? It's going to have to work in ways that they – they did talk about playing him – 29 minutes a game, whatever it is, right? Right, and 35 There's going to also night. be, as much as we're trying to eliminate load management, there's going to have to be some load managing with LeBron James in certain situations, right? I don't think he cares about stats. I think you're going to see a lot of times he's going to play in games where the, the minutes are going to be low because they don't need him to play. 
But he is the catalyst. That's what he's been his whole career. Sure. Everything revolves around him. And while he was speaking like a dad, by the way, I loved what he did there when he was sticking up for AD and, and using a lot of words you can't use on television, television, but use them anyway. Because he said, we don't care what people say about Anthony Davis, but we're still going to say it. There's no torch to be passed. LeBron has the torch. It's stuck in his hands, and you can't take it from him because there's no one like him. So they're going to have to figure out how to do it, but do it while there's still gas in the tank when we get to April. Austin Reeves, you got your contract. Yeah. You deserved it. It's time. Like, that's why you got paid. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to, because of the contract, he has to step up and live up to the contract? Austin Reeves was on a trajectory to be a special player. He's still going to be a special player. Team USA, there were times where he dominated games along with Anthony Edwards. He has to become that player. Look, in order for the Lakers to go next level. What player? Let me finish. In order for the Lakers to go next level, LeBron James can do it down in stretches, right, at 38 years old. You have AD, who sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not, but can have dominant performances. There's a reason why you paid Austin Reeves. There's a reason why you got Gabe Vincent. You need guys who have had these roles to step into different roles. Jay, that worked in LeBron the LeBron and AD aren't going to give them anything. Austin Reeves has to go take it. Sometimes, okay, I'm with Stephen A. Smith or I'm with Greeny. Great. It's mine right now, Stephen A. Sorry. Right. This is what you have to do. Like You have to demand that, and that's what the Lakers need in order to go next level. You're kind of doing it right now, actually. Right? Really, pretty much, yeah. What other choice do they have? But, but understand, what you're talking about is the formula that worked for them in the playoffs that got them to the Western Conference Finals. Yes. That formula is what worked then. For 82 games, that's asking a lot of that supporting cast. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. You want Austin Reeves to accept that responsibility. He's talented. Did you? I mean, you watch hoops all the time, Alan. We talk all. Did you watch him this summer? He was aggressive. Of course, I did. You felt like it was him and Anthony Edwards' team. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was their team. So the next step is LeBron saying, "We need younger legs." There's a reason why Jordan Poole was so important to the Golden State Warriors. He gave them energy. He gave them effort all the time. It was like a young thriving bunny on the court, right? Like, that's who Austin Reeves needs to be for this team. We got a lot more on the Lakers as we go along, but I did want to talk about the other game last night, and the story of that game, in part at least, was who didn't play. That, of course, James Harden of the 76ers. The Sixers decided to keep Harden in Philadelphia instead of bringing him to Milwaukee after he'd been away uh, from the team for 10 days. They played a good game. I mean, like, they were, right? I mean, like, they were right in that game. Are, is it, are they all right if James Harden never plays for them? They're better. They're better. They play faster. The numbers tell you they play. Don, don't tell me that, Jay. Hey, Jay They're seems better. Skeptical. Therese Maxey, when he when Harden doesn't play, averages 25 a game, shoots 48%. They play faster. Last night they went at a pace of 104.5. During last season, they were at like 97. Big difference to watch there. They're up and down the floor. Their role players feel involved. There's not a lot of plotting. It's up and down. And this is now for Tyrese Maxey. You talk about like Austin Reeds. Mm -hmm. Tyrese Maxey oh, didn't get the bag. He didn't that. get paid. This is his time now to say, we don't need that guy. I can do this with Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid can be happy in Philadelphia with a supporting cast around him of guys who are enthusiastic and energetic and with a new coach in Nick Nurse that likes to play off of players like that. Instead of when James comes in, he might be able to win you some games here and there. But we saw in the playoffs the same thing happening. And by the way, the Sixers don't owe him anything but money. They don't have to play him. They don't have to let him come in. They don't, have, they don't have to ask him to do anything. The only thing they owe him is money. That's it. They should stick with what they have and leave him home. I'm not counting on Kel Kelly Oubre to drop 25-plus every single night like he did. Off the he bench, was He was prolific, He's right? So, I, 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 so what do they do here with Harden? You got to get rid of him. Oh, okay. You have to. They're, but they're, you're just not thinking it's going to help them. Well, I, 
I don't know if it makes them better than what they are. I, I think it opens up doors for guys like Tyrese Maxey to continue to grow. They can I don't know play if they go further. Way I, 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 hear, I still know if they go further in the Eastern Conference. Like, to me, better means getting deeper What's in the playoffs. The second round, that's what they've been. They've hit that ceiling. That's, I don't know if they're better than the second-round team in the Eastern Conference. But even they're a with, better team. Even with Harden, you mean? That, well, with Harden, I think they actually have a chance. If Harden would have played the right way, I just don't believe in James Harden's ability to buy in. Like, my thing, though, is about this whole thing. Like, we talk about the timing of this. Yeah. So, James Harden, he's not going to be there. Like, you have to get rid of him. It's going to hinder the growth of the yes. team. Okay? I agree they may be a better team. Doesn't mean they're going to go further. It may be better for their style of play. But if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm saying, okay, look, we, you guys chose Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons over Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler. Then I had to deal with that Ben lingers. Simmons and the lengthy exit of Ben Simmons getting him out of the organization, yeah. which hindered our growth as a team. Yeah. Now you're telling me for the second time in three years, I'm dealing with somebody else that now we need to get rid of. And now so we need to make more moves and we're not better than Boston. We're not better than Milwaukee. What am I doing here? It's a yeah. better environment, but not a better team, meaning they can go further. That's kind of the point, though, Fair, right? but I, my thing is, I don't know if you have enough. If, if this happened last year, yeah. I think Joel Embiid gives it another year. But the fact it's happening now, Ooh. like if you're Joel Embiid, why am I staying here? Oh, don't start those rooms. Much more oh, on wow. this as we go. Here's our NBA doubleheader tonight, though, to tip off your weekend. You got the home openers for the Celtics and the Kings. Boston hosts... Jimmy Butler in the heat at 7.30 Eastern, followed by Sacramento hosting Steph and the Warriors. NBA countdown gets it all started at 7 Eastern. To the NFL, we are now four days away from the trade deadline. And all eyes are, as always, on the Dallas Cowboys coming off their bye. They're going to face the Rams this week. Dak Prescott helped lead the Cowboys to a bounce-back win against the Chargers right before the bye. However... Owner Jerry Jones is far from satisfied and says he's open to trade offers, sort of. Listen. I'm by nature uh, active and I'm by nature a risk taker. So uh, don't come by unless you want struck at. <laughs> so we will, we will trade. There's no mistake about it or we will make a deal. And, uh, uh, but uh, it's certainly got a, uh, a high bar because I like our team. Like, some people, like, they talk, and you're like, oh, he talked a lot, but he didn't really say anything. Jerry says, like, literally everything. Like, we'll trade, but also we won't trade. Like, yeah, yeah, it's nice. He keeps all his bases covered. Let's live in a world where the Cowboys are making trades at the deadline. What is the one call, Brooke Pryor, they need to make right now? Well, I don't know that they're going to make a call as much as they're going to wait for somebody to walk by, and then Jerry Jones is going to swipe at him right, like right, a cat right. under, a, under a couch. Uh, but if I'm them, I'm taking a swipe at Derrick Henry because Ooh. the Cowboys need more help in the run game. And I know they love Tony Pollard. We get it. He's their guy. However, Hembo sent me this stat. In 2022, Tony Pollard's yards per carry in the fourth quarter was 6.8. This year, it's three. Three yards. That's this guy nice. is gassed. You know what would help? I don't know. Another running back, say maybe Derrick Henry? What do you think, Bart? Listen, you talk about the physicality that Derrick Henry runs with. Like, he's a guy, as everybody yeah. starts to get beat, banged up, battle of attrition. He gets stronger as the season goes. That big body wearing on you is going to be effective when you talk about playoff football. You pack your run game. You pack your defense. But I like that. I can't be mad at it. So that's where you would go? You'd go offense if you were them? No, no. I mean, oh. my, in my opinion, no. I thought I was, I was you know, talking about you know, what happens. You know. well, what would you do if you're Jerry Jones and somebody made a phone call? What are you, what are you, what are you looking for in trade? I'm going Levante David. 
right? Okay. Because they need somebody at the second level. Because you think about Vanderish, they struggled. They struggled last year to stop the run. I'm, too, I'm tired of them playing with Michael Parsons. You know, when they need help in the middle, can't stop the run, they put Michael Parsons there. Then teams just run opposite of him, run away from him. You, you need a leader. You need a captain out there. Somebody that's going to have that Raekwon Smith type of effect when you talk about being able to stop the run and being able to man the front seven. What's your Cowboys move, Mike T? Yeah, I like Brooks' idea about Derrick Henry, but the one that to me is even better. No, (laughs) I already overpaid one aging linebacker part. Is uh, Devontae Adams, and here's why. We know how much they're struggling in the red zone. And if you get this guy with C.B. Lamb, it will be a force multiplier because now C.B. Lamb will not be able to dictate coverage all the time to defense. He will take some of the load. Devontae Adams does not want to be in Vegas. We're going on five years of when Amari Cooper was traded to Dallas. That was a meaningful impact. I know Graz's situation was a little bit different. But this is a team that last year played Philadelphia twice. The net point differential was three. They are close to Philadelphia, and a t- guy like Devontae Adams will get them over the hump. Bart is openly I mean, laughing at your point. No, it's like, no, duh. I mean, like, we're, but it's crazy. It's crazy, though. Like, what is this fantasy football? What did he bring this Brandon Cooks? That's bring, what we're Brandon, doing. What did they bring Brandon Cooks in for? I mean, how much help does Dak Prescott need or deserve? You're paying this man a billion dollars. Like, you got to go out and get Devontae Adams? Yeah. Brandon Cooks hasn't done as much as they had. Who hoped. fault is that? That's Mike McCarthy's fault. Right, this, but, we know this guy's a thousand yards. You can bank but, it. Mark, this time of year, you're trying to solve a problem. The problem you could solve with Devontae Adams specifically is where they're struggling, and that's in the red zone. Well, a lot of money. A lot Eric of money. Henry solves that problem too. He takes the pressure off Dak. Yes, Light box. Him a lot and of opens money. it up for Brandon Cooks. Well, you really love Brandon Cooks. Uh, well, Brandon Cooks is a thousand-yard receiver. Listen, we, listen, this guy has a not body this year of work. Not listen, this. are you his agent? Because like, he should. Man, be this dude you. has had a thousand yards with bum quarterbacks, right? Dak Prescott's supposed to be a franchise quarterback. It's up to Mike McCarthy to figure out how to use Brandon Cook. I, it's not a Brandon Cooks problem. But but I, I look at it more philosophical. I love having Brandon Cooks, and at some point he will or could be impactful. My point is, if we're running the Cowboys. And we know Tuesday at 4 o'clock is the last meaningful opportunity to improve this team. Yeah. And we know that the red zone is a big problem. We have Cooks. We have Lamb. We got Gallup. Let's go get another number one, much the way Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown. We have a chance to compete with those elite offenses. Let's get Mike Adams, too, while we at me. Uh, Mike Evans, while we Mike Evans, just load it all yeah, up. Just load it up. Yeah. <laughs> all the receivers. Let's see get them all. Get the Tony Pollard. Who needs, yeah. who needs a running back? Bring them all on. We'll see what the Cowboys do, if anything, by the trade deadline. With a Cowboys matchup on the horizon in a couple weeks and a trap game in Washington on Sunday are Jalen Hurts and the Eagles on upset alert. We'll give you the one number you need to know next. back on Get Up. We're going to play a game we call Big Number, Big Question. Jalen Hurts is 9-1 in his last 10 matchups against the NFC East. The one loss came last season at home versus the Commanders. Brooke Pryor, are Hurts and the Eagles on upset alert this week against Washington? No, because I'm going to give you another big number, and that's 40 sacks. And that's how many sacks Sam Howell has taken. And you know how many sacks the Eagles have this year? 24. That's third best in the NFL. So, I, you know, Jalen Hurts can't turn the ball over a crazy amount, but right. I'm more concerned about how often Sam Howell is going to be on the ground, and trust me, that hurts yeah. to say. 
I mean, listen, when you think about Eric the Enemy, he has to figure out how to match his protections with his, um, his, his quarterback drops. It reminds me of Noah Turner, always having these seven-step drops. You don't have an offense line that can hold up. I think they, their opportunity to beat the Eagles were the first time. They won't catch them by surprise this time. I think this is going to be an ass-kicking. Yeah, I don't think it's about Eric the Enemy. I think sacks are a sticky statistic. He was sacked a lot in North Carolina. Oh. Sam Hell yeah. continues to get sacked a lot. Yeah, like the Giants had five sacks all year going into the game. They got him six times on Sunday. So the Eagles, who sick. knows? The Jets have lost seven straight games following a bye week. That is the third longest such streak since 1990 when the NFL brought buys back. So, Bart, are the New York Jets on upset alert against the New York Giants? They are on upset alert, but that stat is uh, false. I mean, not, not a great indication because the Jets have stunk for the last five years. So, of course, it didn't matter if it was the buy or if it wasn't the buy, they were losing. But they're on upset alert because Wink Martindale and the Giants have figured something out, and they're going to put a lot of pressure on Zach Wilson with uh, making him make quick decisions. We know he's going to blitz him coming off of the bus. They, if they don't have a plan for it, then they're, they're, they're going to be uh, negligent. They are on upset alert because there is a bona fide quarterback controversy with the New York Giants. Uh-oh. Tyrod Taylor has simply outplayed Daniel Jones this year. When you watch the film, it shows it. When you look at the stats, it shows it. He has been the better football player hard stop. Wow. That was, it wasn't even a Giants question. Mike T went ahead and hijacked it and talked about the other <laughs> New York team. Well, that's why I like it. Alert. No, quarterback controversy. Let's do it. Hey, Mike Tomlin has 15 wins in his career as a home underdog. Pittsburgh's 600 win percentage outright as a home underdog is the best in the league since 2007. So, Mike T, are the Steelers set to upset the Jaguars? Well, here's a big number. According to my proprietary calculations, they have about a 46.2% chance (laughs) of winning this game. And this is actually a great stat from Hembo to illustrate my point. This offense is moribund. It is just not good in a lot of ways. They average five plays of 23 yards per drive. That is by far the worst in the league. And you can point to a lot of things. Kenny Pickett's ability to get the ball down the field. But Allen Robinson really has not done much as what was going to be their second receiver. Brooke, you are, uh, among other things, for ESPN, our Steelers reporter. So you're around that team every single day. The home underdog thing. Like, what, what is it? What, is that a real thing for them? It is. But here's the thing. Mike Tomlin and his quarterback are so similar because – Kenny Pickett loves to go into the fourth quarter, and he comes back, and he drives, and he comes alive in the fourth quarter, especially when they're down. He just, he's electric. He has the intangible. Mike Tomlin, to me, has all of those intangibles that he likes to motivate these guys. He likes to come in and say, oh, you think that we can't win? We're going to be tough. We're going to kick your butt. Doesn't matter if it's, you know, beginning of game, end of game, fourth quarter. I I think that... I'm not going to make a game pick, but I do think that if this game, if we get down to the fourth quarter and it's within a score, look out because Kenny Pickett against the Rams was 7 for 7 for 138 <sighs> yards in the fourth. Junior, junior Whopper hands, like, come on, man. Like, listen, <laughs> we know the reality of they lucked their way. Only Mike Tomlin can pull this type of stuff off. This offense has been garbage. Four man, and two. Team, yes, this team has been garbage. They can easily be two and four. But they're like, not. It, listen. If, it would, if they didn't have a Manchurian candidate in there yesterday, last week, uh, Brett Maher missing three field goals, like, they would have lost last week. Well, he's Manchurian candidate because, you know, the Rams played um, Cowboys this week. Whatever. I digress. But when you talk about, like, this offense is horrible. And if it, you can't depend on T.J. Watt 
continues to save the day and his defense continues to save the day. Matt Canada is, is, is made. I'm surprised. Did they have a bye week yet? Yes, they have. But what do you mean you can't depend on T.J. Watt? How much are you paying that man? Well, T.J., well, to, I'm talking about to make game Well, no, I know. That's what like, you're paying him for. He hasn't been healthy. You can't keep relying on turnovers all the time from the defense being your best offense. Eventually, this offense is going to have to carry its weight. And, he, and listen, listen, they, they're playing garbage, man. Yeah, that's why I, I like – I can't believe – I cannot believe they've won this many games. Right, but that's why this week is interesting to me because Trevor Lawrence and that offense should put up points. So now – what you're saying, Bart, and I agree with, which is they're going to have to drive the ball on offense to score consistently. They haven't been able to do so. That's why this is a really interesting matchup. Let's put the picks up for this game. Brooke said she didn't want to make one. She's going to be covering it. So, all right, well, there you go. Everybody's got the Jaguars. You guys trying to be a meme well, here? Is lose. that what's happening? I can't wait to see this screenshotted and tweeted out by the Steelers. Only Mike Sunday Tomlin. afternoon listen, at about listen, 4, 4.30. I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's one of the best in the business. But, sure. man, this is god-awful on offense. I mean, this is – ineptitude at its finest. Yeah. Is that a good college word? Yeah, it, it is. I, I by the way, you want to take the SAT again? I, you know, I, I love Mike Tomlin, but the other side, Doug Peterson, he's won a Super Bowl too. He's a pretty good Super coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Jaguars, that, that's one of the teams we're going to have to they're keep They're coming alive. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely well, playing as well as comes alive? Just, just about anybody. Just a game. So, we'll see. <laughs> right. You're going to need maybe two one of these weeks. <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, WBC and lineal heavyweight champ Tyson Fury and former UFC champ Francis Nguano, Nguano square off in the ring. I apologize, Francis. It's available on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. The main card can be purchased at ESPNPlus.com slash top hyphen rank. When we come back, minute management is thrown out the window as the King and KD turn back the clock. Plus, did Dane put the East on notice? Does he look strange and green? A brand new hour of Get Up is next. 